Welcome to Made for Profit, a podcast where we talk business in the shop and help you monetize as a maker. Each week we cover business topics to help you grow your full-time business or your side hustle. We'll also bring you interviews from a variety of people winning in their space to share valuable business insights and life lessons. I'm Brad Rodriguez, a full-time content creator running FixThisBuildThat.com, and my co-host John Malecki runs a full-time furniture company and his content site, JohnMalecki.com. We've been growing our successful businesses online, and we want to bring you into the conversation and help you grow along with us. Welcome to episode 35. John and I just got back from WorkbenchCon, and we are fired up. We had a ton of learning, networking, and business conversations, and today we're going to be talking about how you can get engaged in events in your area and beyond and how beneficial they are. We'll also do a quick recap of WorkbenchCon for all of you who didn't get a chance to go there. John, my voice is still recovering, dude. How is yours? Well, <laughs> mine is also in the same boat. Um, so I apologize for that first and foremost. But for all of you who were following along on Instagram, you may have noticed uh, at the conference that there was a little bit of competition between ourselves and our buddies over at the Modern Maker podcast. It was actually the first time uh, all of us got to be in the same room at the same time. So we got into a fierce battle of beer pong and uh, uh, being beaten, <laughs> we had to sing some karaoke. Uh, and unfortunately, my voice octaves are not built well for uh, Whitney Houston's vocal range. So I have been suffering since then. Um, but uh, I wanted to take an opportunity on our behalf to shout out our buddies over there at the Modern Maker Podcast. And if you guys are not listening to them, go check them out. We have links in the show notes for that. And we are looking forward to some more competition um, in the future. Yeah. And just as a note to anybody out there, uh, Mike Montgomery is 22 years old. Yes. Never play beer pong with a 22 year old, just for, for future reference. Well, you never, you never played, period. Like, I did. I was like, what is this thing you're talking about? It was about? your first game. But Mike, Mike reminded yes. me of a young John Malecki in his, uh, in his prime. <laughs> and it just walked in suave and dapper and owned the room yes. and crushed and, everyone. Well, well, Ben and I were like holding down the, uh, you know, the upper decades, the, the 70s <laughs> children. So, uh, well, and I think uh, Chris was over there. Um, just, yeah, sipping just, an O'Doul's and yes. watching the shenanigans. Yes. Yeah, sip, yeah, fortunately, not that disgusted with us. So yeah, yeah. It was, it was great good, team that player. Was, that was <laughs> a really good time. Uh, and yes, we're looking forward to a rematch, fellas. And this time it's arm wrestling and we win. Uh, <laughs> but before we get into the rest of this, I just want to thank uh, a new member that joined the MFP tribe over there this week. Hunter Stevens, thanks for joining on, bud. Uh, and if you would like to be part of the patron squad over there, you can go to patreon.com forward slash made for profit. And we uh, do the after show every week as long as some other cool things. And um, it was it was just a real pleasure to meet so many patrons. We were able to and listeners of the show. Uh, we'll, we'll get into that. But yeah, so for everybody there that we had a chance to meet um it was awesome really love putting some some faces to names and just kind of talking about your businesses and and just hanging out in general that was that was really cool uh john what 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 have you got going on this week i know we all know it what we did last week what was what's on the plate man what's going on um i'm playing catch up so be, you know because we went over a day early um and and we did the whole whole welding thing actually uh you and i went and I, I got to teach you how to weld a bit there so i uh 
I'm just back in the office, like cranking through some stuff and um, getting like uh, Buck's having a little bit of surgery. So he's going to be out of the shop. Um, so I'm just prepping for a little bit of downtime in the production phase, getting caught up on all the computer work and drawings and whatnot on that end. Um, and as well as making sure my content's in line because we will be at another event next week uh, where I'll miss another couple days. Uh, and and I'm, I'm pretty excited about it, actually. I will be releasing my first free project plan. Um, and I actually did some what I'm liking, what I'm going to call them a uh, skill builder sawhorses. So I wanted to work on my uh, mortising and tenon joinery. Uh, I wanted to work on physically mortising and creating mortise yeah. and tenon joinery is what I was trying to say. Um, so I did some sawhorses that were that were basically handmade, no fasteners. Um, and I'll be releasing those to the public for free because I think that that's something that a lot of us would like to work on. And uh, and I'm and I'm pumped about it. So so yeah, man, about yourself. Yeah, man, that's. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I saw the quick little edit and those things look beastly too. I love it. Uh, yeah. So looking at um, one of the, some of the things, and as we get into talking about the conference, one of the highlights for me just on the outset was, was getting to learn to weld. That was awesome. We did go, we went in a day early and, and hung out, shout out to JD over at, over at Apex. And uh, he had us over to the shop and had a, a ton of folks. Again, if you, you guys saw that on Instagram, but I got some one-on-one welding lessons from Mr. Malecki, and uh, I'm hooked. I'm hooked. So uh, I will also actually have have the pleasure to be up there in Cleveland with John at the Lincoln Electric, and we'll have we'll actually be there as this is released, um, doing some some welding and learning some new techniques and things. So I'm very 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 excited about that. Uh, but same thing. I'm just trying to recover. Uh, I'm doing a little bit of epoxy work, man. I'm hitting the uh, the epoxy craze. I uh, got something out there in the shop right now that's drying as a small test before I go to a larger scale. And um, yeah, man, after that, looking into some welding and some CNC, lots and lots of stuff going on here. So I'm with you, man, just trying to catch up. Yeah, and I think that honestly, exactly what's going on with both of us is a great segue into why we feel um, events are are super important. I mean, uh, you you talking about welding and getting in more into CNCing. Um, I mean, I'm in a very similar boat. Got to make some great relationships with a few brands while we were out there and get some more new wheels turning in my end as well. And I think that's kind of why we were put actually our pre-chosen show topic on on pause and wanted to jump into us because because of one, the freshness, but two, you know, how vitally important we do really believe that events are to our anything, you know, but especially something um, involved in our space as as makers. So, um, you know, to get into it, we're kind of going to start out talking about a few specific events because we're not just going to we don't want just want to specifically segment um, the like paid conferences or the huge shows necessarily. We kind of believe in all of them, um, which is uh, where we're going to go with it. So we're going to dive into meetups, trade shows, um, you know, the larger scaled woodworking or uh, industry shows, and then the paid conferences, which would be the category that Workbench Con was in. So, uh, yeah, yeah. That, that's I, I think the key there that you hit on, John, is that, um, you know, we don't want to make this just about, you know, we were talking about just a Workbench Con recap, but we know for a lot of you that might not be relevant uh, because you might not be in the woodworking space. You might be in the crafting. And that, that was kind of actually a really cool thing in the in the recent weeks. Um, I've heard from several folks who are from very different industries. Uh, I had somebody that was telling me that um, they were listening from real estate, which is just, I mean, I think it's fantastic. And so it's great to see how, um, you know, just these thoughts and ideas and just social media marketing in general, uh, you know, we are obviously in the woodworking and 
and DIY space and metalworking and, and all that handmade. But you know, you can apply these concepts across a broad range of, of businesses, almost almost any of them. Um, so yeah, so we we definitely want to say you know so if you're if you're thinking this is just about woodworking, it's not. So keep listening. Um, but the first thing, yeah, the the meetups, man, because. Same thing. I think other people, uh, you know, as a paid conference, it turns a lot of people off because if they're just getting started or it's a side hustle or, you know, they're strapped for finances, whatever that uh, and it's a lot longer, too. So, you know, paid conferences are typically three day events. Um, but, uh, you know, meetups, there's like entry level. So the whole idea and I think as as we go through this, one of the main keys of any type of event and what you'll hear as you talk to people that have, you know, talk to people about events in your industry or or just in general, and that the number one thing that people will say is the networking and community, right? And that, and that you don't need, I mean, a great big event is awesome because then you can, you're pulling people from around the nation and even sometimes around the globe. Um, but there's still an opportunity for that meeting and connection. And it's even stronger sometimes when it's locally. So like local meetups. Uh, I know I've been hosting local meetups here for uh, the last year. We've had three of them here in Nashville. And not a huge turnout by any stretch of the imagination. We might have had uh, the last one was, I think, our biggest one. And we maybe had 20-ish people, maybe 25, uh, but somewhere around there. And we just met up at a local restaurant. And uh, it, it was awesome. We had people come around from kind of a, you know, 30-mile radius or so. And we just talked, you know, and, and it's much more laid back. Uh, you know, there are obviously no brands there or anything. So we're just talking about woodworking and then talking about, uh, you know, growing Instagram and just, just kind of meeting folks. And then a, a lot of the, the things that you'll get out of that meetup as well is like, hey, I heard a lot of like, hey, who are you getting your lumber from? You know, so like local resources, things like that. Like, uh, have you done any of those in, in your area or been to any local meetups, John? I actually have not. And that's kind of just been me being bad at it, you know, but, <laughs> but there has been a couple um, small meetups in Pittsburgh in which I wasn't able to go to for woodworking or construction specifically. Uh, but I, I have been to some smaller events for small business um, and things along those lines. And I feel like there's a very, very similar benefit. Um, but I definitely can see the upside to a local meetup uh, solely based in uh, local resources. You know, if you uh, if, if you build those relationships with individuals who are, are within a can, uh, I guess, like a, a shorter driving distance to where you are, you're going to be able to find opportunities to work together on things that you pro- may not have in the past. You know, uh, for instance, someone who can weld a little bit better, who has a certain size tool, perhaps that you don't have, um, whether that's a CNC or a joiner, planer, table saw, router jig, whatever it could be, um, you could start to work with each other in order to do projects that you never thought, you know, were feasible or doable. Um, just because, you know, someone might have a larger, uh, tool that that you could facilitate, you know, something going into your your project with. So, I think meetups are great for those instances, as well as, like I said, um, local resources and the buying aspect of it too. I know for me, being in Pittsburgh here, I've mentioned it before on the show. I use my local distributor to buy all of my consumables for my business, and I'm um, just putting other local small businesses doing similar things in touch with the, him. Um, one gives my distributor a little bit more business, but two, it helps the small business owner whom I'm talking to, uh, save some money buying screws and fasteners and all that stuff. And we're able to provide a little bit of value for each other. Um, instead of, you know, what you might think of a meetup as is just kind of being like a, Hey, shout each other out on social and tell everyone kind of beer you're drinking when it's, there's a little, really a lot of benefit to the, the grittier parts of the business that you can gain from those as well. 
Yeah, and I think another thing, um, and I, I've heard some guys talking, and I know I've actually uh, done it with some local buddies, is um, going in on material too, right? So if you've got two or three of you that, um, you know, maybe somebody's on Craigslist and they're selling 500 board feet of walnut. Well, I don't really need 500 board feet of walnut or have a place to store it. But if you split that five ways and you each get 100 board feet, you know, all of a sudden now you've, you've got a reduced price because you're buying in bulk uh, and you're able to go. And also you have some extra muscle. So don't ever underestimate that too, because when you're buying a new machine, right. And you're trying to offload that from your truck, it's always nice to have uh, some other help around and, and uh, woodworkers are a lot of you say, Hey man, I'm going to be unloading a a new 12 inch joiner from my bed. Like the woodworker is going to show up. He's going to like, I want to see this thing. Let's do this. (laughs) (laughs) And so I, I love that. And, um, I think, uh, you know, so just how do you get engaged in that? And I think, and and John, I was in the same boat, man. It was like, uh, as far as not doing them. So uh, for like, like literally two years before I started doing them, I kept saying, oh, I should do this. I should do this. And and I never did. Um, But what I would recommend, because actually after I did it, I I went online on, on Facebook. And I think Facebook is a great place for it because of the groups. So there are Facebook groups. And um, I went to make a group called Nashville area woodworkers. There was already literally a group called Nashville area woodworkers. I was like, Oh, maybe I should have looked at that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then it was really funny. I, I requested and, and I was never accepted uh, until after I had done my own and I called mine Nashville area woodworkers online. So <laughs> I was, I uh, did that and uh, you know, basically had set up my own group and um, then eventually got into the other one. But anyway, go and look. So if you're in whatever city you're in or, or whatever, you know, the biggest local city is go to Facebook and just type that in, type in, you know, Clarksville woodworkers or Asheville woodworkers or Pittsburgh woodworkers or whatever it is, uh, go in there and search around because there might already be a group that exists out there, uh, that is, you know, already meeting up that you're just not familiar with. And if not, don't be scared to start your own and then just pub, you know, publicize it on your social media. Yeah. And don't be discouraged by numbers either. I mean, if, if one or two people just show up and come have a beer, that's still valuable opportunity there too. Um, so definitely make the initiative to start creating meetups if there are not any around. And if there are some start joining in, cause it's a great opportunity, uh, to, to build some friends and, and put a, uh, put a face to the digital presence, which is, which is a great aspect of events. Um, so so meetups are kind of like the entry level, right? Uh, as we'll yeah. as we'll say, and and, and and one I want to throw in there, John, because I think we skipped it. And I don't know if they they're big there. Uh, before we hit trade shows, is like local craft shows. Yeah, that can be a good opportunity too to meet to meet some some great people that are either tangentially in the maker community or directly doing exactly what you are. Um, I would just be aware that at a lot of the uh, a lot of those craft shows, uh, people are trying to sell some stuff. So they may be preoccupied with with vent with people trying to come to the booth and yes. buy things and gain more information. They might not be able to chop it up as much talking about, you know, their favorite joinery method or, you know, a local sandwich shop, um, whatever that might be. <laughs> Great. As as an experienced uh, product seller. Absolutely, John. Uh, I'm, the, I'm the content guy. I'd be rolling in like, what's up? They'd be like, dude, I'm trying to sell something. Uh, but no, good, good point. But uh, so like here we have some some local craft shows. We have Porter Flea. Uh, and made south that are that are fairly large um and when we say craft shows um it there's a multitude of things but it's anywhere from woodworking uh jewelry you know sign making so lots of different things so not like uh you know i just always love going back to macrame not macrame at these things it is more 
you know, handmade goods type stuff. But um, not that macrame is not a handmade good. But anyway, uh, as you go to these, uh, you know, yeah, maybe you're not going to have a lot of time to hang out, but it's just a great place to like go and look to see who are those people who are selling those wooden products and, you know, go over there and just introduce yourself, follow them on Instagram, whatever, and then continue the conversation after the show. Uh, but also a lot of times those shows have, uh, you know, like a drinks session afterwards or before. So, you know, there, there could be some hang time there, but I just did want to reference that because we do have, you know, a couple big craft shows that are around, um, that, that I know a lot of people have, have had a chance to meet here locally as well. Yeah. So those are some other, uh, great opportunities that are kind of already in place to go and build up some new relationships, uh, in, in. I guess an easy way. I mean, a swap a business card or sticker, whatever it might be, drive home um, right. kind of thing. So, um, you know, moving in from the entry level um, is what we'll, we'll go with those uh, instances are is into the the trade show concept. Um, and Brad and I actually didn't really ever think of the trade show concept until Stafta became part of our lives. You know, like uh, when when uh, I went to Stafta twice and, and Brad came this year and I was discussing it with him and he's like, but dude, I'm on their website and it, it's literally a trade show. It's 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 for vendors to meet the um the the buyers that could potentially be moving their products right. and stuff. It's, but it's business to business typically, right? It's a manufacturer mm-hmm. and a, either a distributor or a retailer. But what you can look at this as is an opportunity to take advantage of kind of like the spags model, where if everyone's going left, go right. Um, and I think that's kind of where what happened with my first year at staff though, was that it wasn't used to having content creators or uh, people that are actually using the products at the shows. It was using, it was individuals who are uh, typically buying and distributing whatever type of trade show it might be. Um, so in that instance, you know, it'd be a great opportunity to kind of see the behind the scenes or what's going on in the industry or get some early insights on where you think things might be moving um, as well as kind of you know, being giving you an opportunity to approach one of your one of your distributors and say, hey, you know, um, I know you typically don't do this kind of thing, but uh, I'd love a chance to come to your next big trade show and I will swap my services as a content creator um, for a ticket to get in uh, if you'd be willing to bring me along so I can kind of see what's going on there. So uh, I think there's a lot of great opportunities there just to get to meet some new people too, right? Yeah, absolutely. And and you hit it on the head there that um, and we'll throw out a bunch of acronyms here um, that, you know, you, you can go Google them or look up. But um, yeah, so you got Stafta, you got IWF, uh, which is a bi yearly thing uh, every other year. Uh, you got AWFS, um, IBS, the International Builder Show. Uh, so there's like a bunch of them and some of them are closed. So what John was saying about, you know, talking with a brand like Stafta, um, you know, I think we went in and we were, we were trying to get some folks in and they're like, oh yeah, there'll be 350 bucks like for to buy, you know, to basically like get a ticket. Uh, and so those are more B2B business to business and not necessarily made for the general audience of the general public. Um, I believe like IWF, I believe they have public tickets that are like fairly cheap. I, I may be wrong on that, but I know some of these shows do AWFS. I'm almost sure they do um, because they had, because I remember like, you know, they had several people there. Like I think they had Spags and they had Toth there and a few people in Cremona uh, where you could come and like meet those guys. So uh, just look at the trade show and see what it is. Some of them will have, um, you know, public tickets, general admission, and some of them that will be direct. But if it is, you know, don't be you know, don't be scared off, like see who's going and see if those are any brands that you work with, any brands that 
you may have had conversations with on social media uh, and let them know, hey, I'd, I'd love to be part of the show and help support your brand. Um, and like John said, so because that's the cool thing is those give you opportunities to give coverage of the event and the, and the brands love that because most of the times at these events, they're, what they're doing is pushing their new products, mm-hmm. right? I mean, they're, they're trying to, to get interest going for these new products that they're putting out. Uh, and that's what, what John and I were doing at, at Stafta. So, uh, that, those are absolutely great ways to do it at those trade shows and, and they're all over, right? And those, so those are, I mean, there, there's, there are generally hubs for trade shows, Atlanta, Orlando, Las Vegas. Um, you know, those are some really hot cities where they are, but, uh, you know, they are all around the, the States and sometimes they'll, uh, you know, change locations year to year. Yeah. And I think these are, these are kind of unique because they're typically extremely structured. Um, and they're on the other end of like the meetup concept where that's just kind of like, you know, very much in the wind. These are, you know, designated slots and times and tickets and and pricing and all kinds of things going on. But if you can get into any, it's a great opportunity to meet some like-minded people. Um, for myself, Stafta was the first event I got to go to where I could really meet a lot of the tool industry type characters here on social um, in person. And I was able to build relationships with a lot of them. And that provided a ton of value for myself trying to to invest in my, in my business um, on knowing what to buy and where to buy. And then as well as as content marketers, I could go and ask them questions from an outside perspective. So just gave another great opportunity to build relationships. And that's completely outside of working with brands. Um, what you will find at a lot of trade shows is typically it's a sales force or an outside consulting firm that is there in representation of the brands. So you're not going to find as many ground level marketers or people that are involved with social media or PR um, <clears throat> as you may find at you know the next category, which is a woodworking show. Um, so the trade shows themselves are specifically designed to showcase product and to create relationships with buyers. So just be wary of that when you go, that it's going to be more of a networking with the people there, not as much with the brands there. You might be able to get a business card or two, but it's going to be um, a little less direct to than if you are just trying to specifically get a brand's right. attention and it's harder it, like you said because like we were walking by the one booth you know and it was like they're like uh, the same almost like the same thing we just talked about the craft show like these two guys are sitting down at a table you know they're they're like hashing out a 20 million dollar deal and, and john and i are trying to you know talk to them about you know testing out their saw blades or something yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. like they got no time for you so so be wary of that but as, as well so grab some cards and then that's where you get to really build your experience um networking online you know now you have some some i guess you call warm leads or you could call them um yep and you reach out i saw you at the show you know try to do something unique if you're at a booth um get their attention so that way they can remember you like um and and follow up with a with a cool headline that's like so and so from blah show um just wanted to follow up and say thank you so much for letting me use your new well, you know whatever tool it might have been or whatever it could have been there because you see a lot more content creators are now at these shows which means it's going to be a lot more opportunity down the line for multiple industries to start opening up to the concept right yeah absolutely and i, and I think you know probably woodworking shows that probably should have been before trade shows because um, and we'll, we'll just call it woodworking shows in general, but so industry, we'll I'm sure there's, in, yeah, industry shows, there we go. industry shows, but these are, um, business to consumer shows. So these would be shows, uh, that are, are geared towards the general, uh, public and there are general admission tickets. And this is, is probably that next step up where, you know, typically, typically tickets are going to be something less than, let's say 25 bucks, uh, which will 
which will get you in usually for the two-day event. Um, so there, there is one specifically called The Woodworking Shows, and um, that travels around. And so these are typically, again, traveling shows. So they will be in multiple locations. Um, I think this one specifically, The Woodworking Shows, hits, uh, I don't know, maybe a dozen different cities all around the nation. Uh, so it's also highly attainable. So it's not one one day or you know one weekend in one location per year it's multiple locations traveling around it's a traveling event and um you know it's slightly different uh and that is for vendors to go there and to educate the public about their new products and um some of it it's also sales uh but they'll try to hook you up and and basically they're just trying to convert you and they might you know you might not buy something there although there are things to buy there uh but if you're going to buy like a big ticket you know like we were talking to some of the guys from uh, from the spray company, but like they weren't selling their sprayers there. They were trying to educate you about them. And then, you, you know, you go buy one online. So uh, it's a cool place because it's also, that's a great, a great area to talk uh, with more of the, again, more, although a lot of those guys are sales, so it's not necessarily going to be the social media contacts or anything like that if you were wanting to talk to them. Um, but it's a great way to learn more about the product. And they are there to talk to you, the public not necessarily as an influencer. So it's going to kind of be a, a, an interesting thing there. Uh, depending upon who you're talking to, they might refer you, Hey, yeah, go call our, you know, we have, we work with a PR agency or here's a, here's my card. Um, you know, you can contact me or, or they might have an email for the, uh, social media marketing person, but definitely a great place, uh, to, to be at a little lower level where you can have conversations with basically anybody at the show. Yeah, and that's the, the great part, I think, about the uh, industry shows is that you can have a conversation with everybody at the show because it's more based on that business to consumer dynamic over business to business. Um, so, you know, in those shows, you're going to have an awesome opportunity to meet people just like yourself uh, because they're selling products directly to the consumer in a lot of sense. Um, you know, there's going to be a bunch of tools companies that are trying to get noticed. There's going to be a lot of tool companies that are more on the, um, hand-to-hand -hand exchange over the uh, large like investment style tools. Uh, yeah, you'll have your big vendors. You'll have, uh, you know, the, the, the stable floor model type uh, brands that'll be involved, but you'll also have, you know, just some cool, cool companies doing new stuff. Um, and, you know, for instance, I, I centipede tool company, they, they crush this stuff and they're just a cool company doing like an innovative use of a work table slash sawhorse that's portable. Like, they're awesome. And you get to go there and meet the inventor. Like he is the one on the floor right. <laughs> telling you about the product. Um, and, and, and that's just like a, a for instance. Um, but I think what's fantastic about these shows is that because the barrier to entry is, is fairly cheap, you as a local community member can, you know, drive that community, for instance, to the show. I know, Brad, you're in the Southern Woodworkers community and you guys will buy a, you know, buy up a booth at, um, the Atlanta woodworking show or, you know, the Southern, the more Southern state woodworking shows. And, uh, it gives an opportunity to just create a hub around what you're doing and, and, and get more people involved in it there. So that's a great networking opportunity. That's not really possible at a trade show. And it's kind of like a meetup, you know, times two, uh, just with a designated area. And also right. you get the siphon out of what other people are doing. Right. And it, it's, it is a hub. So it's typically, uh, in those industry shows, you'll have, um, a lot of people going, like I said, and, and people fly to these for sure. Uh, but you know, there'll be meetups of the creators and that's what like at the one and, and 
it's it's worth noting that is where you know you and I first met up, right? Because it was like a hub. It's a reason for people to go. We went to the Atlanta Woodworking Show last year, mm-hmm. and that's where we uh, formalized the idea for Made for Profit. Yeah, uh, we want to make sure that you know John wasn't an axe murderer, even though you know I was pretty sure, but you can't ever tell with him. Uh, <laughs> so we got a chance to you know shake hands and and, and talk and bond and. Uh, and you know, that's where I think you can meet, uh, make a lot of relationships and, you know, John's obviously in Pittsburgh, right? So he decided to come down. Uh, but you also had, you know, Jimmy Duresto was there and Izzy Swan and they were doing, uh, doing a lot of meet and greet and those things. So, uh, those industry shows can be really cool way to, uh, get together. So it's like you said, it's kind of like a meetup on steroids. Um, and, and like the barrier to entry is very low. You know, if you're driving in, you might need to get a hotel room. Um, but then the, you know, the ticket price is, is low. So it, it makes it attainable for a much broader audience. And typically around these shows too, is that there's the, you know, the after show, uh, right. The after party where people typically, uh, will go to maybe either there's, um, a, um, hotel that might be hosting it. So it might be in a convention center or in a hotel that's next to a convention center. And, you know, typically people will be hanging out there in the restaurant or bars afterwards. And that's where, you know, that, that's where a lot of the the meeting uh, or the, you know, the value comes is again, that community and starting to meet people and just build those relationships. And, you know, going back to all the shows that I've been to and, and this weekend, um, you know, that's by far and away, the biggest feedback you'll hear is just getting to know people on a more personal level. Uh, because I think what that does is, you know, then after the show, now you're, you're calling them up. Hey man, I, I got a question for you. And you feel, you know, there's just that level of comfort and, you know, maybe you're swapping phone numbers or you're texting or even if you're just DMing on Instagram, you, there's a whole new level of, of of respect and just understanding and friendship. And it's people you can then have in your corner. And, you know, it's it's building your little tribe. Right. And building your group of people you can rely on and get advice from and give back to and, and just grow together with. Yeah. And I think that the other incredible aspect of it is the different dynamics or types of people at different shows. Um, across the country, um, for instance, you know, at the woodworking show last year in Atlanta, you and I got to meet, but there was a whole different um, type of, I guess, uh, individual there than the, you know, the festival event that I was at this summer where I got to make friends with a bunch of local guys out in Indy. And, you know, we have a couple like that's where Mikey the Maker, he's one of our patrons, we got to meet uh, for the first time. And, and, and you know, uh, there's a few other guys that were out there that I've built relationships with and I feel like I'm friends with now. Uh, because it was there, but none of those guys were at the woodworking show. And, you know, our patron Chad um, from Mancrafting, you know, we got to become buddies out there and, and hang out a bit. And those are all like, <clears throat> they're, they're like almost completely different demographics. I would say you kind of have this, like uh, this, this awesome little like bubble of culture that, that goes around like each show specifically. Um, so you definitely want to get involved with as many of them as possible. The, um, the one cool thing about the woodworking shows, I would say, is how casual they are, or, or the industry shows, is how casual they are. There's not really a direct itinerary, um, so there's not really much to do except go and hang out. Like you, you show up at the show, you you plan some breakfast with a few like close friends, and you go hang out for the day at the booths and walk around and make some contacts. And uh, I was actually, I love that like Lee Valley was there last year, I believe, and we got to test some yep. tools and hands on, and 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 yeah, then just hang out with people doing some similar stuff. I think um, moving into like the, the next segment, which would be the paid conference, that's the completely other end of the spectrum. So, um, you know, before we jump into paid conferences, I would just say uh, 
that can that that casualness of the industry show can be a pro and a con and that you should definitely evaluate what's happening around you um before going um you know like for instance i would not sit down unless <laughs> unless you're brad or myself who are just a little bit more insane um but i would not sit down and, and immediately just jump into tactics and business talk at a woodworking show um as much as i would like a paid conference around business um you know, those right. shows tend to be a little more like a vacation and a relaxation and a networking than they do like, you know, let's talk about getting 10% return on your, on your investment in your, in your Instagram growth strategy. <laughs> like that can be, that's for a different type time and place. Um, but there is a time and place for it. And that's why I think we had so much fun at WorkbenchCon, right? Yeah, absolutely. Because you go, so now you're, you're stepping up to kind of the highest level and we, we say paid conferences. Um, this is, and I think I've talked on the show before about Haven conference. Um, you know, these are typically in the range of, I'll say a couple hundred bucks and upwards. Uh, most of the ones I see are typically between two and $500, uh, which would be a two to three day show, two and a half day show, usually, uh, you know, around a weekend. And these are geared towards, uh, all kinds of different things. And, and so, um, uh, my, my buddy Pete from DIY Pete. Uh, he was actually in Atlanta at the same time. There was another conference down there uh, called, I think it was called Manfluential. And it was about, you know, it was like a men's conference for like, influencer. Like that's somewhat yeah, Pete would be. It was, yeah. <laughs> I love Pete. <laughs> Pete's awesome. Uh, and uh, yeah, so like, you know, that's a conference like, you know, VidCon, that is a paid conference. It's got, you know, different levels of that, uh, you know, social media marketing summit. I mean, just all, the, there's all kinds of different paid conferences. And the idea is, uh, you are going there to get educated. So they have very, uh, you know, very robust class structure. Uh, they have speakers that are experts in their fields or their topics. Um, and, you know, that's the, that's the whole idea is that you're going there looking at and, and when you get before you go, you can look at the, you know, the speaking agenda and you can see what topics are going to be covered. And it's like, yeah, if you want to, you know, there there's tons of podcasting uh conferences you know john and i would love to to get to at some point and and go and like really learn you know what are the different things we need to be doing and should be doing around podcasting it's just a really great way uh to look and they're very specific so this one workbench con um you know that was around kind of social media and just online influencers uh geared a lot around yeah. youtube so i think there's a heavy influence on youtube whereas haven which i talked about before uh was really focused more around blogging and it was specifically diy uh, decorating and organization blogging. So this is a whole different slant. Is that, that's actually, uh, the conference is actually put on by uh, one of the same people from Haven. So, um, so it was really cool for a first year event. I think it was awesome. But the idea is that you're going there uh, for the speakers, but the benefit of all the other people there, they're going for the speakers, you're automatically connected because you're both trying to learn the same thing. You're both interested in the same thing. So it provides this even higher level, whereas the woodworking and the trade shows you're going to have all different types of people there with different goals and different agendas. When you go to a paid conference, uh, the relationships that you build there are even more robust between attendees because, uh, you know, you're more aligned, right? You're, you're, you're there for the same reasons typically. Yeah. And once you, uh, once you realize that the people around you are very like-minded, you know, you're, you're just like essentially coming through like, what's it, uh, the, the creams rising to the top kind of concept is where uh, the the <clears throat> business owners that are ready to invest in things like this are there with intent and purpose. 
Um, and what I what I was thoroughly enjoying about the conference is that not no topic was off limits. And I believe that's because the level of um, individual who came to the event was looking for a certain return on their time being there. And they knew that it was a short window and that they came with, you know, purpose and direction, um, which is much, much different than your, your just casual show. Um, and and I loved it. I mean, it, it was it had my gears rolling like, uh, you know, Brad and I roomed together and, and you can attest like I, I didn't sleep like I was fine. And that might have been the beer drink until like two in the M. But <laughs> but, you know, I was up bright and early working on stuff because um, that's that's my personality. But my gears were turning on um, all the things happening around there. And I think one thing that's fantastic about those those opportunities is that even the the individuals like ourselves who were speakers and who were honored with that opportunity. We were there to learn too. So like I, you yeah. know, Brad and I have multiple notes from being in classes and it, that being like a fairly new show, uh, I was thoroughly impressed with the quality of information, uh, you know, that was provided to us. Um, you know, there was a, what, 180 creators, about 17 speakers and man, did our patrons show up hard. Um, I, 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 yes, I, I wish we would have got an exact number, but it was like pure chaos, um, from, <laughs> from that point. But you know, we, we really want to thank all of you patrons for showing up. Um, and what I loved even more to it was like, I knew someone was one of our listeners and one of our patrons based on my engaging with them just on their like directness to where um, our, the questions were going. And I, and I think that kind of feeds into the, the after show is that like, you know, in the after show, boom, questions are super direct and they know the kind of answers that they're going to get if they ask a specific question. And, uh, and and I, and we were, I know I was hours invested into answering it was like questions. a 24 like, hour after show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and, and it was incredible. But what I, what I saw when I was standing back in hindsight was that the people that were there were just really looking for that, um, that return on their investment. And I think that that's what you need to look at a paid conference as it's not just paying to go hang out. You're paying to go get some quality info. Um, and, and build and help build your business. Um, and I, right. and, and price is always going to be a deterrent in things like this, um, more than time. And because of that, you know, it's, it's hard to look back on it, but I would love to hear some of the feedback from any of our listeners who are at the show on if they feel like the price was substantiated by the amount of learning they were able to get done. Um, and, and if you have anything like that, you know, shoot us a DM and, or, or an email, uh, or, or jump on Patreon and, and leave some comments. Cause we know what we got out of it. We'd love to hear what our yeah. listeners got out of it too. Absolutely. <laughs> and, 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 um, it will already have been up more than likely, but yeah, we'll definitely have some stuff on Instagram where we'll be asking folks what they learned the most at, at workbench con. Uh, but I, I mean, I can't agree more with you, John. I think the, um, what I was most impressed by were those smaller channels who came out there, people who, I mean, there were so many people like I was, I was talking to one guy and he was like, uh, yeah, I just started my Instagram. I got 40 followers. I was like, whoa, okay. All right, man. And he's just You're like, yeah, in. man. Yeah. I mean, like he's, he's not even, uh, he hadn't even started. And, and then, yeah. So, uh, I did the Instagram class and then I saw him the next day and he's like, I've grown 25%. He's like, you can use that. You use that as a metric. Go into your class. You can grow your account by 25% overnight. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, it was really cool to, to see those channels who, you know, who you have 40 or 400 or 4,000 and you're still, you're still kind of fresh in that cycle uh, and, and knowing that, that you're going to get something out of it. And I, what I would tell you is that 
um, it is a deterrent. And, and, you know, especially me, like John, you know it. Uh, I like to know the money I'm investing has a return. And if I don't see a return, I, I'm super tight with my money. And uh, so I struggled, you know, when I, when I, the first year when I went to that Haven conference, that was the first paid conference I went to. And I want to say it was 350 bucks or something like that, you know, plus a hotel. I was lucky enough to be able to drive, which is good. Um, you know, plus parking. I saw a lot of comments about, oh man, parking is like so expensive, which it was at this place because, you know, it's downtown Atlanta. You don't want to necessarily be parking on the street. Um, but that, you know, if you, you add it all up, you're in for, you know, something less than 1500 bucks, let's say uh, a thousand to 1500 bucks after, you know, your meals, your hotel, your flight, blah, 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 all that, uh, that when you look at the long-term life of your business through the context that you make, uh, both from other creators and from brands, and then the knowledge you learn, uh, man, it is so easy to make back 1500 bucks, you know, like that one, getting that one, uh, sponsored deal that sponsored video with one brand boom you can make back that 1500 bucks not to mention the ongoing work that you might do with them in the future uh you know multiple brands like it's just when you have that opportunity to meet especially with a brand uh, and especially in the influential you know social media influencer uh online content creator digital marketing etc etc world like being able to email somebody and you know that when they're reading your email, they're picturing your face in their mind. Yes. Like they're just so much because they get pounded by requests, just completely pounded. I mean, especially in this day and age in Instagram, um, they are getting hit every single day, 25, 50 times a day, asking people, asking them for product. When you shoot them that DM and they recognize your handle, they recognize you and they, oh yeah, yeah, that's, that's John. I met him. I met him down there at Workbench. Like all of a sudden you've, like you said, the cream rising to the top, same thing. You've just kind of got that straight line where now, um, you know, they recognize and then they're going to give your email or your DM more attention uh, because you've built a relationship. Even if it was a five minute conversation, you have a relationship, you have a five minute conversation that other people don't have. Uh, and, and so that's, you know, I think it, I think the return is it's hard looking from the outside, like, man, why? 1500 bucks is a lot of money and it is and it absolutely is and i know some people can't swing that uh but if you can swing it the return i have seen for me individually and for many others that i've talked to is that that return has always paid back i've not met somebody who said like either haven or were like oh man that wasn't worth it yeah like that just i I don't and i'm sure there are but i think it's also and you know you can hit on this john but i think also it's what you make of it right Mm -hmm. so i think if it's not worth it then I would challenge to say that that's because you didn't use your time wisely. Yeah. And, and I would look at these uh, paid conferences as an opportunity to uh, invest in yourself and not so much into the conference because you're giving yourself an opportunity to do all the things Brad just touched on. Um, you're going to show up. There's going to be already a quality curriculum based on quality individuals who are vetted by the event itself. One, it's not just something put on sloppily thrown together and hoping that it provides value. You know, um, two, on top of it, you're going to get to make Uh, relationships with like-minded individuals who are coming together in order to do the same thing as you are and could, and even more importantly, are possibly on the same level, having the same issues. Um, And three, there's going to be brands involved with those events as well. Um, And those brands are going to either one, give you an opportunity to meet them and educate yourself more on them, 
or two, they're going to literally put on classes and courses there to educate you on how you should be trying to meet them or work with them. So uh, if you can't, like Brad said, if you can't find the value in investing and going to events such as these, um, I would put it on yourself to do a little bit of self-reflection and see, did I spend my time as wisely as I could at these events? Because um, I, I would, I will go out and say that I don't think anything more in our industry has changed my life more than events like, you know, building a relationship with yourself and Izzy and Jimmy and Jody and JD and all of the influencers, um, who have come out to these and being able to build my, like a better business based around it, um, has been massively valuable to, to myself as a content creator. And I probably wouldn't be here without, you know, going to more events like that. Yeah. And I think it could go both ways. And I was just thinking in my mind for a minute there, I know (laughs) there was a, there was a lot of good timers there. Oh yeah. Uh, You know, when you go to the conferences, you you get people get, get crazy at these conferences sometimes, you know, sing karaoke, whatever. Uh, but you know, I, I saw that a lot of, I saw what I saw was some of the people that it, it appeared to me. And again, I, I was, I, I wish like I did not get to go around and shake every of the 180 people's hands. And I, and I, I wish I had of, it's just like, even in, even over a two day, two and a half day time period, it's hard to meet everybody. And, and, you know, I probably met two thirds of the people there, but I didn't get a chance to meet everybody there. And, and if you're one of those folks, uh, I hope I can meet you at the next one. Uh, and I think the the other part of that is that, uh, where I'm going with is don't, if you go to a conference and a lot of people went with friends they knew from online or either, you know, that they'd met before is that do not just hang out with them because I know it's cool. Like you meet them for the first time, but it's also about meeting new people. And, and I would say like, for sure out of those, uh, let's say 60 people I didn't meet, um, it's because they didn't come up to me like if, and, and not saying that like they wanted to meet me. That's not what I'm saying. If they did want to meet me, I'm, I'm hoping that uh, there weren't people that I didn't get a chance to meet that wanted to meet me because, um, you know, and, and pick my brain about whatever, something that I do in my business, um, because I think that's upon, you know, that's that's one of the things you got to do is like, you, you know, when you go to these conferences, you can't sit back and be a wallflower. You got to go up, introduce yourself. Uh, and it's I think that's what's really cool is that in that environment, like all the pretenses are down. Like, you know, you can go, you can go talk to anybody in that show, you know, no matter if it's, uh, Bob or Jimmy who have millions of, of YouTube followers, or it's just, you know, the guy with 40 Instagram followers, right? Like everybody is completely open the same way. And so, you know, like there might be other people trying to meet, uh, you know, uh, a Jimmy or a Bob, but you know, you could sit there and kind of, you know, mosey your way in. And, um, you know, that's the thing I would say, we, if you're going to these shows, do not sit back, like insert yourself into the conversation in a, you know, in a tactful way. Uh, but again, you know, nobody's gonna be like, Hey, like, why'd you interrupt me? Like, I mean, you know, don't interrupt them, but you know, if you just, you know, kind of sidle up and like, then just introduce yourself when the time is, is right. And I, I, um, I saw a lot of that going on and I, and I guess that would just be for people who have not been to these type of conferences that, I mean, that's one of the most important things I think is just, is insert yourself and just take that first step. Yeah. One part of my, my class in particular was uh, I, I spoke about surrounding yourself with people doing things at a higher level than you are. And I think that, uh, you know, this kind of goes back to, to your concept of reach up, reach out and reaching down. Um, this is a great opportunity for, for all types of people, um, to 
come together in with with a similar context. I was uh I was fortunately able to to speak with um I won't I won't drop any names so it doesn't get blown up, but I was fortunately able to speak with somebody who's been in the TV industry for the past 12 years. Um and, you know, his social following is uh, very much behind the bar of where he would like to be, but we got to catch up and talk and you know, I have video production companies up my butt all day long trying to work together and you know, we were able to give each other insights and and build a relationship, swap numbers. Um, and, and now we're, I feel like we're both going to be valuable assets to each other. So, um, you know, be that reach up, reach out and reach down concept. It's, these are great opportunities for that. Um, a lot of the people that are performing on a high level are almost always going to be more than likely to, to have a conversation with anybody and any type of individual and numbers and, and followers and all of that don't really matter. Um, and, and especially in a laser focused context, like a paid conference, they know everyone there is is literally just looking to learn and get better um which makes it much easier to just say hey I'm so and so I've been doing this for a couple of years I've absolutely loved your stuff blah 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 and then you put a face to a fan um and hopefully can build a relationship long term so um you know that that's a massive takeaway from the paid shows in which I think that when there's paid directive and paid direction in these these instances that you can really get a lot from it um you know kind of kind of wrapping up the, so we don't blab too much on it uh, there was just so many good aspects of everything happening in business too that that i uh you could have your eyes not closed to but typically have like the horse blinders on you know and kind of miss um as you're chasing anything in business and i think these shows give great great perspective on them and what i love is the structure of the class concept a lot everything else has no classes you know there could be maybe something here and there but for the most part um unpaid shows don't have curriculums um and, and i love that dynamic of the paid show um this being my first one um and i'll just touch on i'll touch on my favorite class that i went to um in in the four that we got to go to and and that being you know chris and mike from the modern maker podcast not to toot their horn again but they got up there and did a tandem show on their video production um and and basically two perspectives on something that uh you know brad and i consult on daily basis but you know, there's such, there's completely different, uh, minds than you and I are. And I was able to just pull out so many juicy little tidbits from their talk that you would think that somebody producing video full time and producing content and having a podcast and running a business, how much can I possibly get from two other guys doing the same thing? Um, but no, it was, it was massively valuable to me. Um, and I feel like I got better because of it. Um, and that could honestly go back to me having the mindset of wanting to get better from it too. So I think that the uh, the curriculum itself in a paid conference makes that that value like it's not as much as it's encouraged, you know, being forced upon you to get that return that you want. Um, and and that was a huge benefit of this show to myself, um, comparative to the shows where you get to hang out and just kind of network. Yeah, I think you hit hit something there that um, as as I go and, and continue to think about, so I think that's another thing is like people go, okay, well, I went year one. Should I go year two? Uh, as you said, tidbits. And that's typically what it is. As I talked to some people, I was talking, I was talking with, um, uh, I was talking with actually Erin uh, Spain and she has been to, you know, the Haven conference many years, you know, five, six years. And, um, you know, she's saying, well, it's always, always grabbing and with Charlotte and they're saying, you know, there's always just a little tidbit. Right. And it's not. So as you go year after year, you think, oh, should I go? You know, it becomes more about the networking as you go to further years, uh, because, you know, you'll there will typically be 
you know, similar topics, but different, maybe different people uh, teaching them. But you go there and even if you go to listen to the same person, like I went to uh, Ben's talk on on monetizing and like, you know, I've heard Ben talk many, many times. And, you know, Ben's a friend of mine. I've talked to him on the phone and had talks over dinner and drinks, but I still went to his class because I was like, every time I listen to him, there's, there's something that I pull out or either whether it's just a reminder. And sure enough, there was like three or four things. I was like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. And it was just like good, good reminders. And I think it's, it's those little tidbits that you can pick up. Uh, and it's those small changes that can change the direction of your business too. So I, I think it is like when you, when you think about the the biggest takeaways, um, and yeah, I was, I wasn't able to go to Mike and Chris's class. Uh, but I did go to, to, to Bob's class on kind of being everywhere and, uh, talking. He had some really great points about, um, uh, crafting your message, depending upon the platform that you're on, which was a, a really great, great reminder. And just kind of, you know, talking about it, that it's, you know, there's a lot outside of YouTube. Uh, there's a lot outside of just a direct blog, whether it's live streaming or a book, uh, you know, there's all kinds of, of different ways that you can connect and it's good to be in a lot of different places because they're different audiences. Uh, so that was, that was really great. Like I said, I got a lot from, from the conversation with Ben, uh, and his topic. And then also just going to, uh, you know, there's the brand panel I thought was really cool. Yeah. So they had a brand panel, uh, where they had, uh, Cody from Home Depot. They had a, a gal there from, uh, a marketing agency that basically connects, uh, influencers with brands. Uh, they had Craig from Lincoln Electric. And they had a gal from Charter Royal there, the brand. And so it's really cool to sit there and look at brands, listen to brands, talk about how, you know, what they look for when they work with um, an influencer. And everybody's different, right? So it's kind of cool to hear, like, I mean, obviously, I think, you know, Lincoln Electric is going to work with people slightly different than Charter Royal because their products are completely different. And so, you know, seasonality. And so it's really cool to kind of hear, uh, you know, hear a brand talk about something like, you know, like the uh, they're talking about. Well, if you want to do something with us for an Easter promotion, you need to be talking to us back in you know June before there. And then Craig's like, "Yeah, welding doesn't have a season. Like we're we're good for whenever, wherever." Uh, so it's kind of really cool to see the different perspectives uh, that you can get from from the brands as well. So yeah, I think the classes were really great. Um, ben crushed his keynote too, and uh, Zach from Inventables did an awesome job on the closing keynote as well. So. Yeah, just an, an awesome conference. I do think I know we've already had questions about are they doing it again next year? Um, and and just from talking with the organizers, I think they fully intend to. So if you did not get a chance to make that and you know any of this sounds interesting that we're talking about, then, um, you know, typically they don't start selling tell, selling tickets till about six months out. Uh, so there'll, there'll be more information, though, uh, as it goes along. And obviously we'll share it here with you as well. Yeah, I definitely loved um, the whole tangible aspect of the brands you know normally this is a very digital conversation and then you get to meet someone at a show or like they invite you somewhere and you get to meet them and uh, i think what one of the most enjoyable aspects um of going to something on a scale of like 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 this paid show with multiple brands involved and not just one was that you got to go to things like, like exactly like you said with the brand panel and you and i were sitting there and i mean just just plowing through notes on and 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 nudging each other like oh my god did you hear that that's such a good point like we should definitely be doing that we should definitely be doing less of this blah, blah, blah. but like what happens is you get perspective on the individuals who are making decisions at the top um and they're not just a pr person or a point of contact it's you know like like craig will stick on that for instance because we 
I have a relationship with him is, you know, Craig's the guy at Lincoln who's, who's, um, who's making decisions and is on the ground doing um, the grunt work and, and shaking hands. And that's a completely different dynamic than a brand agency that represents individuals in the content space and how they behave, build, they build their relationships. So getting to see, you know, how one, one type of content production looks at things compared to another, um, it gives you perspective on kind of where you are when it's so easy to just get lost in trying to do so much. It kind of gives you direction on like, Ooh, if I want to focus on specific industries like this, I should be focusing, um, you know, these five things I do myself down to it. Um, but it was also amazing to be able to shake the person's hand that makes that decision after. And I think that's hugely valuable at these events. You know, those guys are most likely not going to be at, uh, the woodworking shows or, or meetups, but you definitely can, uh, get to one of these paid conferences and shake the hand of somebody whom, um, could uh, alter the direction of your business or your life. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of value in, in, in all four of the types of events that we've, we've discussed here. Um, definitely, you know, the paid conference has that idea of, um, if you're paying money for something, you're more than likely going to be taking better care of it or getting more out of it. Um, my dad always said that to me when I was destroying his stuff when I was younger and he's like, (laughs) I can't wait for you to own something that you're so, so I could come destroy it. Um, because (laughs) someone's always more likely to take care of something if they're the one buying it, you know? And I right. feel like that's the same concept with these events. If you're investing in it, you're going to get much more out of it. Um, and and you and I are big advocates of investing in your business regardless. You know, if you are, want to get better at what you're doing, uh, paid content is always going to provide more value than free content um, uh, as far as educational and learning um, goes. And and this is definitely one of those instances where like the money, I definitely feel like was worthwhile, the investment to be there. And that uh, even from, I know the dozen people I gave specific insights to their individual businesses on a ground level, um, they definitely will make their money back on the advice that I was able to give just because I've been through it. Like I know what the return on those things are. So yeah, man, so many good opportunities to learn, to grow, to get better. We could go on for probably hours, but the, uh, these, they're just, I, I just love events. I mean, April was yeah. saying that she's like, I just love these things. Just get together and, and crush it. And it's just like, yes, <laughs> you know, I think yeah. I've spent more time with, with you and her the past three months than I have with my family, <laughs> just in all these events and stuff that we've been to. I know it, <laughs> it's, it's really cool that, uh, as you start traveling around to these and you, you get to meet up with a lot of the same people, uh, especially as, as you get into people who are working with the same brands. Uh, but I, I also want to hit on real fast is that. What I also liked, and I know you, you know, you got a chance to meet a lot of them, John, and that's probably several of the people you're referencing about, you know, the dozen people you kind of helped with some business insights is that this wasn't just a content creator. This was also product people. And so trying to learn how to sell their, sell their products in their business. And there was a lot of that too. Like when I did the Instagram class, I would ask the class, you know, how many of you guys are, are just doing product? How many are doing social media? And I'm surprised at how many product people are there. So it's really cool to see that, uh, you know, these these folks are looking at it and saying, yeah, I'm a product person. And, and maybe, uh, you know, it's still cool to meet the brands because then, again, you can work with brands as a product person and, and highlight, you know, a new finish or a new tool or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that their main goal is not to make videos about, you know, like on the scale that we do, their main focus is to make products and sell them. But uh, what they're learning is how to market. So. Uh, if you are a product person and you've been going, well, this isn't quite just for me, um, this specific conference, there was a lot of product people in there and that was really cool. Now, that, that's not going to be like that for all conferences, but 
uh, for this one, I thought that was a really cool little aspect of it. Yeah, I think um, the the reasoning that uh, that that was happening more is because um, I believe that the the market of product sellers and distributors sees the value in content creation. And even though this uh, specific conference could have been more geared towards the YouTuber and, and social media influencer, man, is there a lot of upside to a product brand that is willing to put that type of stuff first. Um, I just know that from the conversations I was having in which it was like, you know, why, why would I want to ever create a YouTube channel or, you know, focus on my Instagram over trying to produce more product and, you know, just getting to walk them through the process of, of what's worked for myself and someone like Jimmy DeResta, who was, don't get, don't get it wrong. You know, he was on TV, but Jimmy's been selling stuff for a long, long time um, and still yeah. does. And, and there's a reason that they're able to coincide is that they're both extremely valuable. So, so yeah, man, just, it's just an awesome show. Um, awesome people. I had so much fun. Um, it was even besides all of the, uh, you know, <laughs> the beers and, and the drinks and, and the after hours and, and all of the, the chaos that goes into it. I think that um, the people who came with the intent to, to gain and learn um, definitely gained a lot at the show. Uh, and, and, you know, Brad, we'd love to hear, you know, what you guys got uh, most out of it. I know I threw an Instagram post up that Sunday right after um, and some people may have been busy, but jump in there and throw in your, uh, throw in your favorite experience from the show. Um, I'm getting a lot of comments on my personal, uh, stuff about, you know, how enjoyable it was to get to meet and talk and chat. And, and I was there just trying to provide as much value as possible as I know you were. So for anyone looking at it as like, oh, will you know, next year be as good or will the next page show be as good? Uh, I'm actually looking forward to it because I know it's going to be better and I'm going to learn a bunch and, and show up next year and be like, well, I put so-and-so's, you know. I put so-and-so's plan into place and I doubled, uh, doubled my sales volume for this year. And I want to thank you. You know, those opportunities, um, exist as well. So just, just awesome stuff. And we could continue to go on, but I think that's yeah. like a, a pretty decent wrapping point. I, I agree. I agree. So once again, thank you, um, to all the folks who came up and introduced yourselves and we handed out a bunch of made for profit stickers. So hopefully we'll start seeing those showing up in, in folks shops and things. And, uh, yeah, if, if you have one, let us know where you're putting it. Uh, but we are going to jump into the after show for our patrons now and uh, kind of carry on the conversation. We've already got a, a ton of questions coming back from, you know, from folks that are they're coming out of the out of the sessions and conference. And um, if you'd like to join that, you can head over there to patreon.com forward slash made for profit. And there'll be a link in the show notes as well. All right, John, let's go through this. My, my voice is fading, but I think we can do it. Yeah, let's hit the high notes and, and dominate this, these questions. <laughs> All right, guys, we'll see you next week. So thank you guys for checking out the show. If you'd like any more information, you can head over to madeforprofit.com. We'll have our show notes as well as our email list subscription you can sign up for. There you'll receive tips of the week as well as all of our other actionable content. If you're digging the show, we'd love to get a five-star review over on iTunes and we would greatly appreciate that. If you have any other questions or suggestions, you can email us at madeforprofitpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love any of your input as well as any of your future show topic suggestions. You can hit us up on Instagram at madeforprofit, where we will be answering your questions and giving out tips to help you grow on your own social networks. So once again, we really want to thank you guys for tuning in and we will catch you on the next episode.